Hey there, all you mindful souls and seekers of light. It's your band leader, Horace Morris, coming to you with a heavy heart from the Merkel Treehouse. Today, on this sobering Sunday, October 15th, 2023, I can't help but feel the weight of the world. The specter of war looms large, my friends. The constant barrage of war propaganda and the ceaseless conflicts worldwide, it's enough to make anyone's spirit falter. But let us stand strong together, keeping our wits in the face of this dark influence. War, it breeds thoughts of revenge, and that's what keeps this vicious cycle going. It's a monstrous force that has gripped humanity for far too long. As we ponder the sorrow it brings, remember this, my dear listeners, love is the way. Love can conquer all. In the face of war's darkness, we must be the bearers of light, the champions of peace, and the advocates of love. So, let's embrace love, my friends, and strive to break this cycle. And now, let's pass the torch to the luminary, the guardian of soundness, the groovy chick who's gonna keep the vibe alive, the incredible, the remarkable, Ms. Audrey Merkel. Thank you, Horace, and do keep your chin up, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an intriguing week in the Sam Bankman-Fried trial, with Caroline Ellison taking the stand and assisting the prosecution. To kick off the show, let's indulge in the captivating storytelling of our talented Merkel Treehouse players as they reenact Ellison's compelling testimony. Enjoy the performance. The government would like to call Caroline Ellison. Caroline Ellison, wearing a red dress, takes the stand for the prosecution. How do you know the defendant? At Jane Street, then Alameda. We dated for a couple of years. Did you commit crimes? Fraud. With others? Yes. Do you see Sam Bankman-Fried? He's over there. What was his involvement in the crimes? He was the head of Alameda, then FTX. He directed me to commit these crimes. What was the defendant's role? He set up the systems and told us to take the money. How much did Alameda take to repay its lenders? In the ballpark of $10 billion, ultimately around $14 billion. Why was there not enough money for customers in November 2022? We had taken it to repay lenders. The Merkle Treehouse players, ladies and gentlemen, remember these are actual transcripts only auditorily embellished, like a courtroom sketch for your ears. And now please welcome the very sassy Sarah Nichols as she reports on Caroline Ellison's full testimony. Sarah, what's the scoop? Hey there, you fabulous Merkle Treehouse audience. It's your sassy source of all things current and quirky, Sarah Nichols, back with a juicy scoop. Let's dive right into the trial of that naughty, naughty Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF for the cool kids. Things are getting more dramatic than your favorite soap opera. This week, we're talking all about Caroline Ellison, and folks, it was nothing short of a courtroom thriller. In case you've been living under a rock, Caroline is cooperating with the prosecution, and she's bearing all. She's got the lowdown to share, and oh boy, did she deliver. Ellison walked into that courtroom with a secret or two in her back pocket. She wasn't holding back. No, sir. She confessed to committing financial crimes during her time at Alameda, all under the guidance of our star, SBF. She laid it out there like a buffet, making it crystal clear that it was Mr. SBF himself 
who told her to walk on the wild side. Ellison gave us a backstage pass to SBF's moral compass, or lack thereof. She revealed how he was all about maximizing the greater good, even if it meant bending a few moral principles. You know, just a smidge of lying and stealing to make their dreams come true. It's all in the name of effective altruism, right? Now, brace yourselves for a curveball, a dash of international intrigue. Ellison spilled the beans on an alleged bribe paid to Chinese officials, all in the name of thawing out Alameda's trading accounts. Yep, you heard me right. SBF was down for this unconventional solution, even if it didn't quite work out in the beginning. In the end, they paid around $150 million to these officials to move the money they created accounts in the names of Thai prostitutes to execute trading strategies. Diplomacy, anyone? During the cross-examination, things got even spicier. Ellison confessed that after the breakup in spring 2022, she tried to put some distance between her and SBF. But here's the kicker, folks. They were still in touch through signal messages and work meetings. So, was it really a clean break, or was there a touch of lingering drama in the air? Oh, and let's not forget the rivalry with Medulo, another trading firm in the FTX fam. Ellison hinted at some personal competition, especially because one of Modulo's founders used to date our man SBF. Cue the drama. So, that's the tea, folks. The courtroom is buzzing, and the drama's thicker than blockchain encryption. Stay tuned to the Merkle Treehouse for more updates, because this trial just keeps serving up the surprises. Until next time, stay sassy, stay fabulous, and keep your wallets secure, darlings. Cheers! Thank you, Sarah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you truly can't make this stuff up. Now let's return to the courtroom and the remarkable Merkel Treehouse players. Did your relationship remain strictly professional? No. We started sleeping together on and off in the summer of 2020. We dated and broke up. What did the defendant tell you about his ambitions? That he would be president. Of what? The United States. Ladies and gentlemen, Pinto Pete attended a fantastic event over the weekend, and he's eager to share the details with us. Pinto, what's the scoop? Howdy, folks. Let me tell you about the grand old time I had down at the Texas Bitcoin Roundup. I saddled up and headed on down, and it was a hoot, I tell you. Friday night, we all moseyed on over to the Whiskey Ranch, and boy, that was a sight. The networking was finer than aged bourbon, and meeting Bitcoiners from all corners of Texas was a real treat. Now Saturday, well, it was a change of pace, an unconference they called it. It was like a good old-fashioned Texas shindig, and for a first-time conference, it was just the way to do it, let me tell you. But Saturday night, whoa boy, that was something else. We gathered at the Circle R Ranch, and let me tell you, it was a night to remember. All-you-can-eat barbecue and an open bar. Now, you can't ask for anything better than that. We had ourselves a charity auction. It had us all hollering and laughing like a pack of coyotes. We had a true-to-life Texas auctioneer hollering and hammering down deals. It was a sight to behold, and we raised some good coin for a great cause. And as for them armadillo races, well, they tickled me so much it had me rolling like a doodle bug. I gotta tip my hat to Jonathan Labar. He put together one classy event, and would you believe it, it was free of charge. Now that's some good old Texan hospitality right there. So here's what I'm asking, folks. Head on over to the TexasBitcoinProject.com and throw a couple of dollars in the pot. Jonathan's out there, orange pillin' the Lone Star State, and every bit helps. And if you're looking for some swag, well, he's got that too. 
It's all for the love of Bitcoin, and I can't think of a better fella to support. And you know what, folks? I can't wait for next year. The Texas Bitcoin Roundup is something special, and I'm already looking forward to the next rodeo. So keep your boots polished and your hats on tight, because we'll be gathering round again real soon. And don't y'all go forgetting to swing by the Merkle Treehouse next Wednesday. That's when we'll be dishing out Chapter 6 of my telling of the Block Size War Saga. So mark your calendars and we'll have ourselves a good old time digging into that story. Thank you, Pinto. Folks, if you're interested in what the Texas Bitcoin Project is doing to promote sound money, make sure to visit their website at thetexasbitcoinproject.com. And now once again, it's the Merkle Treehouse Players. Ms. Ellison, why did you break up? He wasn't spending much time with me. Was it secret? At first, then he told me I could say we were living together, but no more. What was your salary? $200,000, then a bonus in 2021 of $20 million. When you were co-CEO, what did you do? It didn't change much. Did you feel qualified? Not really, but Sam said I should do it. I checked everything with him. He was the person I reported to. He could fire me. What did the defendant tell you about risk? He said it was okay if positive EV expected value. He said he was willing to take large coin flips. He talked about being willing to flip a coin and destroy the world as long as a win would make it twice as good. What a freak. Well, isn't this a peculiar way of thinking, my friends? Before we wrap up, I've got some thoughts to share. Sam Bankman-Fried, he's quite the character, isn't he? In a rather stomach-churning manner, I must admit. Here's a guy who envisions himself as the President of the United States, all while casually diverting billions from his unsuspecting customers and lenders. He's even the type who might flip a coin to decide whether to make the world a better place or bring it to its knees. It's a real head-scratcher. Is this the peak of delusions of grandeur, or is he more of a Marvel supervillain in the making? But what truly astonishes me is that there were folks who actually bought into his act. Yes, they fell for it. The entire performance, including the bit about effective altruism. It's almost as if they've been taken for a ride, hook, line, and sinker. What a scam, huh? And with that, episode 67 comes to a close. Join us every Wednesday and Sunday for the absolute best in Bitcoin mindshare. In the meantime, keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Send us all home, boys. Brothers and sisters, this is the good Reverend Smith. Enjoy your Sunday and spread the word to all your family and friends about the Merkle Treehouse. God bless you all. Thank you.